Hello, this is Professor Nigel Adams, Director of Buckingham Enterprise and Innovation Unit, and we're in for our eighth uh, podcast, our Entrepreneurs Podcast, talking to uh, graduates and alumni of the Buckingham Business Enterprise Honours Degree at the University of Buckingham. This week, we've got a young lady called Alicia Dalonga, who uh, in fact is uh, here from South Africa, and she is... Um, going to talk about her experiences. Hi, Alicia. Hi. Can I call you Sash? You can call me Sash, yes. <laughs> Hi, Nigel. The, we've done the formal thing, haven't we? So you, you now sound official, yes. Alicia, so that's good. But you were always called Sash, weren't you? Yes, it's a nickname that I got when I moved to Dubai when I was 22. Oh, actually, just before I moved to Dubai, yes, some uh, group of friends I made um, started calling me Sash, and then it just kind of stuck through uni. Exactly. Kind of lost it now, but um, yeah, some people still call me that. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll do a bit of mix and matching. Um, so you actually mentioned that, and that's a very interesting thing about your background. Um, well, of course, uh, we can tell where you're from. I've told them. To, where, where are you from, and uh, and and what was your travelling? What was your your route to get toward to Buckingham? So I'm from South Africa, I'm from Johannesburg more specifically, and I decided to move to Dubai when I was 22. Um, the main reason was to save money so that I can come back and go into full-time education because I was stud studying part-time um, while I was working. When I moved to Dubai, I saved my money and I met a guy there and we wanted, to, and he was from England and we decided to have a look and see if I could possibly study at a university in England. And that's how my road led to um, Buckingham University. It was ideal for me because at the time I was, I think I was 25 when I first made contact with you guys um, to study there. And it was perfect because as a mature student, um, the courses were shorter and it meant that I could um, get my degree in a shorter period compared to the um, normal universities in or not normal but non-private universities in in england okay and um why did you want to start your own business um i didn't want to start my own business um i the the thing that attracted me about the entrepreneur degree specifically was that um, well, this is so long ago, I can't exactly even remember picking my brain now. I think I really did want to be in business um, in a, a professional corporate-like setting um, and know a, a lot or know a little bit about a lot of different um, departments in a business. So before I was studying accounting, and it's very specific, and you don't always you have a rough understanding of how the operations fits in and how marketing and sales fits in, um, but you don't fully have a grip or a, a good understanding of the holistic view of how a business operates. So this specific degree, um, the uh, business enterprise degree, was appealing to me for, because of that reason. 
interesting, but that's a very interesting approach because it's very different from all the other students and graduates we've talked to, alumni we've talked to. And in fact, so it's in essence this thing where, where we, when we're talking to school kids, um, uh, Christian does a lot, he shows the difference between working for a corporate where you're right at the bottom doing a very small thing and get no knowledge whatsoever of, of the whole business. Whereas if you work for a startup or you are a startup, you have to do everything. Exactly the what you were looking for, wasn't it? Yes, and that is that's so true. In a corporate, um, usually it is a bigger company or larger company. Um, you are very limited. Um, there's a hierarchy that you have to work up to to gain more knowledge and more experience in the field that you're working in. And with a startup, I'm working for a startup now. You have to be everything every single day. You might have a title of HR manager or um, marketing and sales or business development, but you're really getting involved everywhere. You're, you're not being micromanaged. You are taking the lead and you have to make decisions. Everybody is an executive in a, in a, in a startup. Absolutely. And, and, and in fact, it's, it's what we also talk about a lot. It's, it's not just starting a business, which many people think enterprise, entrepreneurship is. It's in fact what we call now mostly enterprise, which is being enterprising, that can-do attitude. Do, do, you, do you agree? Is that where you, am I? Am I also getting on the right lines with you? Yes, um, I agree with you on that one. It's definitely like that. So with COVID, um, unfortunately, we the company that I worked, we had to let a few people go. So um, their roles had to be distributed to other individuals within the company. So um, whereas I do or mainly focused on, or my title was marketing and sales, I now had to take over the HR function as well. And having having this degree really made me understand. Um, how to approach that role as well and how to fit it into um, my my schedule, my current schedule, because I'm overloaded with work. There's so much more to do. There's so much more going on. And now you've got this extra thing put on your shoulders. If I didn't do this degree or if, if I did a different degree, I would have drowned. I would not have been able to cope or handle um, the pressure of having to do two very, very different roles within one company. And the interesting thing is, you mentioned you found Buckingham. How did you find it, and and and, and what attracted you to it? Now, you mentioned the two-year degree, but apart from that, how did you find it? So I did loads of research online. Um, I, I, obviously, with my partner that time, we were looking at areas to move into um, in England, and so with, within the areas, I contacted the university. I think I contacted Plymouth as well, if I remember that right, and then Buckingham, and then there was two other universities. But Buckingham, the thing that appealed me about Buckingham really was the two-year degree and the enterprise degree. Um, those are the two main things that was appealing to me. And it was through the internet you found us? Yes, through the internet, um, online. A lot, of, a lot of people do tend to do that. We, we're still, we still need to attract more students, and it's one of the things we've got to be better at. So we'll, we'll see. Um, now, going back, you said you couldn't remember. This is going to test you. Um, do you remember 
your first few days at the university, yeah? in, in the in the with the enterprise hub and the rest, meeting me, meeting meeting the colleagues. I do. I do remember my first couple of days. Um, I remember it was your birthday on one of the days because your birthday is in January, yeah. and. And um, I do remember meeting all the students um, who became friends um, and have, you know, coming together, trying to find a way to work together to divide, divide ourselves into groups. And I remember sitting, um, sitting together and jotting down um, our strengths and our weaknesses and our interests and dislikes so that we could mix and match them up and, and um, come up with business ideas and see who who would like to partner up with you. I remember that process and it was really fun. Um, yeah, I do remember the, the beginning of uh, Buckingham, <laughs> my days in Buckingham. Do you remember any of the names of the other students who were on the BBA course with you, Sash? If I see their faces, I'll be able, definitely be able to give you all their names. But just off the top of my head, Lindy, Lindiwe, she was from Malawi, um, Beth, Elizabeth Smith from from England as well, um, but she's also came over from the Middle East to study. Rafi, Philip, Matthias, um, who was my business partner at um, the university. Jack and Chris, Elias. Um, I speak to Elias every now and again. Um, I think I've spoken to Lindy once since we left uni. May have spoken to Philip once. But yeah, I don't really have con like close contact um, on a on a regular basis with anybody from university. Oh, I think you're too busy, aren't you? I absolutely, I am so so busy <laughs> with <laughs> all the that things that's going on. <laughs> yes. I got that feeling. So um, you, you've gone through. Actually, you've done better than anybody else so far, remembering all the names. You say you didn't even have the pictures in front of you, so you're well ahead. Um, uh, let's go back to again thinking about your time at Buckingham. And, what do you remember as your favourite moments? Not just one, were there, were there more than one? What, what really stands out as your favourite time? And I'll also say, what was, what was your most difficult time? Well, they're actually the same moments. Um, but I could, the difficult one I can break down to two, but the, the best moments and the most difficult one, top of my list, definitely was doing the pitch. Um, that was such a great experience and it's not something that you'd ever get to do again. The closest I get to doing something that really exhilarates you like that is a presentation to a client and that's not even, it doesn't even get my excitement levels up that high or gets me nervous. But um, that was definitely the standout moment for me. We did it twice. Um, we pitched originally and then pitched for um, additional funds um and yeah that was i mean that's the thing that makes this degree what it is at university the thing that gets you going um gets you scared gets you nervous you've got loads to do to get ready for it that's definitely my highlight from from the my days at university and also the worst part because you are literally sick to your stomach you don't know what to expect you go and you watch a thousand episodes of dragon's den um, and and you expect the worst. You almost forget to enjoy yourself while you're doing it. And then when it's over, and you take that first sigh of relief, you just know that okay, it's not really that bad. And you could have pushed yourself to do better. Um, yeah, that's the other thing. 
And then one of the other negative things was, or difficult experiences, not really a negative one, was choosing the right partner to work with at, at um, Buckingham. Because obviously you have to partner up um, for your business. And that was really difficult because um, I don't regret my partner and I loved working with Matthias. Um, we were a great team, but it was really a difficult decision to make um, because you have to go through that process of getting to know this person, getting to know the interest. You don't know what, they, what their work ethic is. Mm-hmm. Um, and that can absolutely be a mismatch. We've had our days as well. Um, it wasn't always sunshine days, but yeah, I loved working with him. And that was that going through that process was definitely one of the most difficult processes um, or experiences that I had with the course. It's uh, it's very interesting. Everybody so far said the most enjoyable was the pitch, uh, but also many of them said exactly what you said of the of the of the, the scariness of the pitch. But also the, the 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 challenges. I mean, you 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 went through. How, did you have a, a business partner before, and or was it straight in with with Matthias? Um, I oh, if I remember right, I think Beth has had a business idea that really appealed to me, so I wanted to work with her at one point, and then I think I wanted to work with Lindy at some point, and then Matthias and I had had this idea to do um. A party decorations like a party box of decorations and that's when we knew we should work together because Matthias is quite creative as well and he loved working with children and it's just what he wanted from his experience at Buckingham and what I wanted really um synced so we yeah that's how we came together but um yeah definitely was definitely I mean, it's a process. It's not just a decision made in a day. So they were definitely um, thoughts about working with other people on this course. And what, what, what was the business? I remember it, but can you tell the people listening? What, what, what was the business you and, and, and Tess came to do? Well, the business we ended up doing was um, Baby Lingual. Um, it was a range of bilingual books. Because of my background and his background, we both grew up in different countries. He is Danish, so he speaks um, what's the language called in? I will say I want to say I want to say it in Afrikaans. What do you call it in English? Dutch. Danish. No, Danish. No. Danish. Is yeah, Danish. that's the yes. Um, so, and I obviously I'm Afrikaans and English, and I'm with my experience at Emirates. Had loads of friends from all over the world who was willing to help us. So, um. That gave us the platform to start building Baby Lingual. Um, we've created a range of books. Uh, we had a fantastic illustrator who illustrated our images for us. That was a process as well because we've had, um, I mean, obviously you can't put any image in a, in a children's book. And one of our images was shock, like an, an emotion. The, the book was based on an emotions and we had uh, various emotions listed in English and in other languages. Um, world languages and one word was shock and our illustrator drew a picture of a monkey who put his finger in in a plug and shock literally electrocuted so um it was it was interesting it was fun and yeah we did the illustration book to teach children other languages and about other cultures what do you think was the biggest learning point on the program 
I think, uh, I mean, looking at how I'm working now and, and the work that you put in at the university, it's very different. And I want to say not comparable, but if I compare it, the effort you put into projects, the hours you put in, the waking up early morning to, to study, really getting to know yourself um, and how your your mind works, that was probably like one of the biggest lessons or something that I learned about myself um, through my days at university was um, that you really are capable of pushing yourself more than you would ever have expected. Um, and now I work hard, I work a nine-to-five job and, and I know that I can push myself. I know my limits and yeah, that's probably one of the, the biggest lessons I've learned from my experience. Well, that's interesting, Sasha. Can you tell me more about what you've done since you graduated? Yes, so I, when I finished university, obviously we ended um, the course in December. I moved, I decided to move back to South Africa. I moved back in January and I was here for a couple of months and then went back for my graduation in March. Um, during those months, I had to catch up with all my friends and family because I haven't seen them or really spent quality time with them for many years. So that's what I did for the first couple of months. And then after that, I, or I slowly started looking for work um, just before graduation. So I've been for a couple of interviews and I really wanted to be picky about where I worked and um, what I wanted to do. Um, initially, marketing wasn't my first choice. Um, I did want to go back into finance because I really that's something I'm good at and, and have an interest in working in finance but the having done my interview and having met the owner of the company the CEO um, he he was really desperate to have me work for his company and um, he had sent loads of emails and yeah ended up there and I don't regret a single day working for him so that didn't really do much between finishing uni and starting my job um, I'm still at the same company, um, yeah. And tell us a bit about the company. So you've been there now, what, uh, two, two and a half years? Yes, I've, I've been working here for two and a half years. The company is called ICSI Water. Um, we are local. We do, water, we install water bars in retail stores or retail settings. Uh, we've got a couple of health shops. We're looking at going into gyms. We've got a couple of corporate companies. So we essentially provide um, purified and remineralized water to um, consumers. So we're very conscious about single-use plastic waste, and we're trying to reduce or minimize that, and also um, carbon emissions from transporting water. Um, there's a lot, a lot of saving that goes into doing into this concept and this business. So if you go into a retail store, you've got your water bar, you can take your own bottles and refill. Um, you're paying a fraction of the price than you would if you had to buy a, a packaged new bottle from a shelf. Um, so you're saving there as well. And that's the main main thing about this company is we want to bring healthy, clean drinking water to the public at, a, at an affordable price. 
So your pricing is, is very competitive. Yes, so there's loads of different companies in South Africa that does this. We've got loads of competitors um, and our pricing, it's, it's so competitive and it's such a price sensitive um, industry to work in because when your consumer comes into the shop, um, they they are gonna they are gonna be price sensitive about what they're paying for their water. So and there's a lot of elements that comes into play here because you you can go into a retail store and you can go into the you can buy toothpaste and there could be five different brands, um, and that's fine because people are brand loyal. Um, people aren't as brand loyal, or the retailers aren't brand loyal. It's difficult to explain. Um, you'd never find us and another competitor in the same store. That's mm. the point I want to make. Okay, so what what happens is that your consumer might like the taste of our water more than another brand. So they they might be drawn to come to a specific store, which is what we found. Um, but competing, so you're competing in a wide setting and not really on a store level. Um, and that also makes it difficult when you're going to do your presentation in store to, to get that client and to close the deal because that's where your price really makes an impact. So you have to have a, like a, a, a scale. When, and we've got the scale if you sell 6,000 liters, um, you, you, we bill you X amount and for everything above that, you get discounts and that's the kind of things you're competing competing with um everybody's very secretive about how they operate their business and the deals they give to the retailers so you got kind of got to um in your when you're doing your presentation to close that deal ask the right questions to get the right information to just build every build on every presentation and do it better than the next guy let me let me understand the 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 machine it's a machine that your 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 boss your founder has he's an engineer i understand and he's created he's an aeronautical engineer he is creative yes um the machine isn't something he invented um it's been on the market long before he he went into the water industry um so you've got your filtration machine or reverse osmosis i don't know if you're familiar with that it just basically takes tap water and gets rid of any um, heavy metals and materials that are left. So in South Africa, we've got lots of chlorine in our water. Mm. Um, it gets rid of that, and then you're left with a very, very pure water, a reverse osmosis water. Right. Very pure water, but it's not so great to drink um, because it doesn't have minerals in it. And then we have a process of remineralizing our water. So you produce tasty, safe, clean water and and you yeah where, where where have you and you've been selling the product and where are you where are you who are your customers where are you where are you selling it so in england you guys you guys have tesco's um you've got your chain retail store in south africa we've got pick and paste but um and a couple of other stores pick and paste probably our biggest client um they also divided into pick and pay corporates and pick and pay friendly or locals or family stores um, those are those are our client stores that we try to focus on. Um, it's just a, a lighter contract, if for the lack of a better word. When you go into a corporate, you 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 have to service um, the whole country, and we're not able to do that because we're a small team. We're limited with um, our resources. We we can only cater or we can only service a 
uh, like one or two provinces. Um, South Africa is divided up in provinces. So, um, so yeah, so we can't go, for instance, into into provinces that are too far from us or uh, two hour drive, three hour drive away from us to to fix anything because it's very technical. If anything goes wrong or water bar um, overflows or a system doesn't work or something, we need to be able to to jump and um, fix whatever the problem. You you mentioned who we were talking about. The fact is your your entrepreneur boss is. As what I would call a serial entrepreneur. What 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 else does he do? So he so he started Ixi Water, and um, he also recently started oh, Ixi Water is a company I do marketing and sales for. Um, he also started a second company that we are in the process of building. It's a startup. It's not our product not on the market yet, but it's a picture hook. Um, it's called a Quick Up Hooks. And he invented this product. Um, he a couple of years ago, or probably about 15 years ago, more than a couple, he decorated his house and he didn't want to put nails in the walls um, and damage a freshly painted walls. I think they put wallpaper up as well. So he came up with this concept to have a type of sticker with a hook. Um, he launched, he, he made his first um, product. It was a plastic hook, same concept, worked the same way. I launched it into the market and then found that improvements can be made because um, having had the hook up for a long time, you could see the effect of weight and gravity on the product. Um, so he took it off the market and he redesigned it. Um, he didn't do a proper launch the second time round, so he took it off the market again and we're now, we've got our final product. Fantastic, amazing, it works, and we are in the process of getting that onto the market. So I'm doing the business development there. Um, also, that may be a title, but literally doing everything. You're sourcing quotes, you're sourcing materials, you're digging into every single area that needs attention to get this business off the ground. And, and again, very different from water. Very different from water, complete different presentation, complete different, um, completely different avenues of going into the market. We're stuck at deciding do we go into um, DIY stores or hardware retailers or are we going to sell this product online? Um, so we've been in contact with, with other companies having started a, a specific product or a small product line and their experiences of going into retail stores. Um, it's very demanding. Your margin, you really push for margin. Um, so yeah, we we're tossing the coin there to see what what we're doing. But in the meantime, we're doing everything else: brand development, getting the product ready, and everything else that needs to be done. Tell me more about uh, how you found the differences between working now for someone else and, and comparing with BBE when you used to work for yourself. So one of the biggest differences is your um, level of decision making. Um, that is probably also one of the biggest frustrations for me because I am very hands-on, I'm very proactive and I, I want to get things done quickly and I can make a big decision with a little bit of information. Um, I obviously know that it's better to be equipped with a lot of information to make the right decision, but I've got a talent for that. I can make decisions very quickly. My boss is very meticulous. He he will he needs a lot of information and a lot of time to make a decision. So um, 
working for a company, especially a startup where everybody is an executive to some degree um, and needs decision-making power and having your own business, that's one of the biggest differences for me. Um, when you run your own business, you're in the front, you're driving, you're making decisions, you're calling the shots, you're making the calls, you do everything that you need to get done at your pace. Um, and when you're working for somebody else, you're restricted. Um, you can't make the decisions as quickly as you'd like to. You don't have the turnaround times that, that work for you. So you you are on somebody else's pace all the time. That's one of the biggest differences for me um, if I compare the two. And uh, would you ever think about trying to start your own business? Absolutely, definitely. Um, I have a friend who who studied something in science. Um, I don't know what specifically, but she's done additional courses and she now works for a company that sells raw materials um, to um, manufacturers who in the beauty industry. So we have um, created, or we are in the process of creating a range of our own beauty products that we want to bring into the market as well. Everything's going to be based online. It's a hobby because both of us love the industry and um, we enjoy using different beauty products so it's not going to be makeup it's going to be your face washes um, your masks um, hair treatments um, scrubs that's the kind of thing we're going to go into luxury um, fun products to use so we want to put a twist on it um, we, we want to do the online shop we want to go the online route and and market to groups so instead of, obviously you have to market to individuals like a, a person, a woman or a man um, and have the different product ranges and um, yeah, that's the, that's the main thing about the beauty industry but we want, the twist that we want to put on it is that we want to market to groups. So we want to focus on a family group and do a, a family range and um, luxury family range products. I don't want to go too into it too much um, or give away the ideas before we've actually launched mm -hmm. our business. But that is what we, that is something I'm working on as a hobby, part-time, and it will be completely separate to my day job. If it does well, I mean, the beauty industry is a great industry, industry to be in. And we do want to build it to a point where both of us can leave our jobs and run this company and employ and do it properly. Um, but for now, it's fun, and I mean, I'm learning. Everything I'm learning is definitely um, I'm building on skills that I could use, and everything that she's learning in the industry, she's building on skills that she could use, so that we could eventually successfully run this company. So you have a cunning plan and a long-term plan. Uh, you are. A, you see, yeah, you said originally that you were you were not wanting to start your own business, and there we go. We've turned it around. You are going to start your own business, which is great. Now, um, and also you talk about the difference working with someone else, which is good. Um, so your university experience and, and knowledge that you gained there, are you still using it in your current activities, your current roles? Yes, actually, when I so I do, I've still got all my notes um, and all my some of my books from university, but especially my notes because I, when I study, I make really good notes and um, I I still go back to it. I still use it. So when I started my marketing 
job at Exe Water. I went back to my notes. I've got my I've got a marketing book with different subjects and and things that I just put loads of things together that I thought would be useful. Um, and it's at work in my cupboard, and I do refer to it every now and get it now and again. Um, something that we also used. Um, I mean, almost everything. All all the decisions that we make are based on the IDA AIDA model. Um, my boss absolutely loves that, and that's something that I got from my book. So yeah, definitely the knowledge I gained from my course, I do go back and see what I can use. It's definitely useful. It, I'm pleased to say that you have done that because that's that's others have said that actually they're using a lot of the, the stuff they learned every day and all the time. So that's 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 great. Um, the final question on you. Thinking of yourself, and you were, you were, you were, you kept saying older than all the people who are on the course. So I don't think you were that much. You always said you were, but there you were. Yeah. Look back at yourself on that first day, and what is the piece of advice you would have given to yourself on that first day, having now got to where you are now? I would have told myself to not be so serious and have a little bit more fun because. I was older and I had a different mindset. Um, I sometimes forgot to have fun. And looking back now, um, everybody was a lot younger and a little bit more free-spirited. And I was very serious and put my head down and worked hard. Um, yeah, I would have definitely just told myself to, to chill out a little bit, enjoy the experience, have fun, um, and yeah, just not hold back. Because I think I hold back a lot as well. Said no to a lot of going out, and in, I mean, not to be a party animal. You don't want to be a party animal at university, um, and I don't regret doing things the way I have done it at university. But I definitely could have had a bit more fun and not been or taken everything so as seriously as I did. There's a lot of time you're going to take your life seriously after uni, and I'm living that life now. But when you're at uni, you've got to have fun. I love that one. That's a brilliant comment. Have fun at uni. Well, we're we continue to we still have a little bit of fun. You must come if you get a chance um, to come and see our new enterprise hub. But you've probably seen oh, the pictures. Love to. I have seen the pictures, and I am dying to see the outcome of it. If I'm ever in England again, and I'm sure I will be, and at some point I will definitely come around and see it. You'll be very welcome, and you'll go. Oh, it's not like my time. Um, so, uh, Sash, that's been wonderful. Um, we've been really pleased to hear from you. You've brought a different view. You've brought a different approach. You've um, certainly uh, got people thinking in a different way, and that's that's very much appreciated. So, thank you very much, and uh, please keep in touch. I will. Thanks, Nigel. I enjoyed the interview with you, and it was great to oh, to speak with you again in such a long time. like to get more information about Buckingham Enterprise and Innovation Unit and our amazing students, please click on www.beiu.co.uk where you can also find more podcasts.